Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and up until about five years ago, I was just your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever, and the rising within me began. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll join me remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am your host, Amy Brooks, and I am so grateful that you are here today. Uh, Today we're talking to Jana Berg. Uh, Jana is a past client of mine as well as a pal. Uh, And we're here today, today to talk about a reading that she had done with me, a specific one. So we're going to be talking about the higher self reading that I put out because I do I do receive quite a few questions about what that is, what that's all about. It's actually one of my favorite ones to do other than mediumship, mediumship. And you've experienced that with me as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Jana here, let's before we start talking about other stuff, this is Jana. And like I just said, she is a past client of mine. We've done, we've done a few different types of readings together, but we're going to talk about her higher self reading. I believe you had done last summer, maybe summer of 2022. Yeah, I think around July or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had, um, I've been offering them for, I want to say a year and a half. I believe they came out the beginning of, no, I don't know. I think it was maybe just a year. Uh, But I know that last summer I had a huge influx because I put a special on them. Uh, And then I had like, I think 25 people. And then I had like, uh, it took me six weeks to get through (laughs) every one of them. Yeah. So I guess I'll start by um, kind of explaining what the higher self is. And this is my definition like based on my intentions and what I'm asking for in a reading. So uh, a higher self is essentially, I like to explain it this way and I might've explained it this way in your reading. I can't remember, but sometimes as a way to explain, I will say, imagine that you are kind of very, very far off in the far off future as this very evolved soul. And you're looking back at yourself in this current lifetime and you are offering guidance clarity, answers about your journey as a soul from that very evolved place. And the reason I like to have people visualize that is because it's if I just said you are your higher self, like your higher self is already within you, it might be a little bit harder to explain or work with because you're like, what? So I always like to think about it as kind of it's me, but it's this very evolved me. So it's it's you at a soul level. So when I'm doing... um. A higher self reading, it's different than intuitive guidance or psychic in the sense that I'm not necessarily connecting to this lifetime. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like all lifetimes at a soul level. Um, and so the things that I bring up may very, they very likely will make a lot of sense for this lifetime, right? But it's just not specific, like a psychic reading in the yeah. sense of like, I think this is about to happen and this is about to happen. It's more focused on your soul's goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the higher self, you are your higher self. It's always within you. It's always expressing itself. You can think of it as the voice of your intuition, uh, you know, if you want to, but that's, that's how I define the higher self. Yeah. Right. This, this soul connected part of you that's very evolved and is kind of really outside of the ego. The ego is not involved right. at all. Right. So it's just yeah. like, this is my mission and I'm not going to, all these other things are not going to keep me from completing my mission, although right. they do. And that's why we live over and over and over again. That's just part of the human journey. Yeah. So just quickly, I will uh, tell you a little bit about how I set my intentions for uh, doing a higher self reading. So this is a reading that I do not do live. So I don't do it like with you in front of me, right? So. How was that experienced for you? Like, just quickly, if I know that wasn't a question I gave you before, but was that the first time you've had a reading like that you weren't live with the person? It was the first time I had a reading ever. 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 Um, And I, I mean, this is kind of a segue into your question about, you know, what drew me to the higher self reading, right? Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, skepticism. (laughs) 
really yeah. truly. Um, yeah. Because I didn't understand mediumship. I didn't understand what it was all about. And um, my very, very dear friend um, had her higher self reading done by you. And she said, look, I think this would be a great introduction to for you to see what it's like. You know, if you don't want to do a full-blown reading right now or whatever, this would be a great introduction for you. Why don't you follow her on Instagram? Why don't you, you know, mm -hmm. and I did. Um, so skepticism is really what led me to having my higher self reading done. Um, I love that. Yeah. Because I've said, like, I talked about on this podcast, actually, in one of the earlier episodes, that I am a natural skeptic. Which is why I start when I started to be able to real like when I realized that I could do this, that's why I ask spirit for evidence. And that's why I call myself an evidential medium, because I'm like, don't give me these general I love you messages. They're important, but <laughs> yeah. build up to it and give yeah. me the proof, the evidence that this is real. And mm -hmm. I, and I, and I mean, I don't I would say I'm I'm not really skeptical now because I've been doing this for so long now, but that's mm -hmm. certainly, even though I experienced spirit and I knew I always knew I was skeptic or not skeptic, I always knew I was psychic, I guess. The piece about being able to connect like to somebody's loved ones. Certainly I was like, Hmm, is that real? Like, is that just somebody telling you what you want to hear? Right. Yeah. Because a lot of people you see that do this work, and I'm not poo-pooing on anybody because I feel like a lot of it is very sensationalized, like when you see things on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I do see when people are like, okay, well, that's general, or like that's kind of cold reading, or yeah, you know, she's a good read of people. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I Maybe. think that's where I that's where I was coming from too, was all yeah. the celebrity type mediums. Yeah. You know? Um and and my experience was that that's not really what mediumship is about nope. at all, it, at all. And um, I'm totally sold on it. <laughs> I'm totally sold on it for sure. Amazing. Yeah, I think it. I mean, it's good in the sense. I think Hollywood mediums and seeing you know the TV shows and things like that. I think are good in the sense that you know they're in the public eye and people are talking about it and discussing what's possible, maybe. But I just wish it wasn't so sensationalized. I know that it, it, I guess it needs to be for TV. Maybe uh, general, if like maybe watching my reading to you wouldn't be as exciting as, I don't know. I think it would be. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think they're more, they're definitely more real instead of, you know, like, I don't know. I just saw somebody the other day. I'm not going to mention names. Yeah. <laughs> she was working with a celebrity and definitely knew stuff about that celebrity. So her questions were more like leading, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, like everybody knew this celebrity just got married. Mm -hmm. And of course you're going to say, well, you know, your mother was with you at the ceremony. I mean, yes. it was just so, it was so predictable, you know, Yes. Yeah. where my experience with you has absolutely not been predictable whatsoever. Um, and, and to me, that's way more exciting than yeah, to me too. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause it yeah. shows what it's really about. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. So, yeah. yeah. So we answered the first question, which was, what drew you to booking a higher self reading with me in the first place? And yeah, that's it. That's, that's, I love your answer. I wasn't expecting it. Um, but I love it because yeah, like I said, I'm a natural skeptic and I think it's really healthy to be skeptic, skeptic, skeptic. That yeah, what's the word? Yes, who's skeptical? skeptical. There yeah. we go. <laughs> I was keep I was keep trying to say skepticism, and I'm like, no, that's not right. That's not right. It's skeptical. Yeah, I think it's healthy to be that way. Yeah, I I think it is to a point. To a point, you can be closed not, off. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. So I I I like to work with skeptics. I prefer them sometimes, um, yeah. but. I don't know if I'd say I prefer them, but I'd like to work with skeptics, but I have, it's only happened once, no, twice. It's happened twice in the four years that I've been doing readings professionally, where I have connected to someone who was either totally not interested. So this came in the case of at the very beginning of my business, like the first month in my business, I did a reading with someone and it went fantastic, but then she booked a reading on behalf of somebody else. Like she booked one for somebody else and that person wasn't aware that it was happening until it was happening. And oh. that person was like oh. the whole time. <laughs>
time. And I was like giving all this evidence and I could hear the person in the background going, yeah, that's your aunt. That's totally your aunt. Everything, the name, everything's correct. Like, what do you mean you don't get this? And the person was like, Oh I gosh. will believe you. So I did a whole hour session and of like fa fabulous evidence, if I do say so myself. And then at the end, he goes, I will believe you if you tell me what my favorite childhood food was. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> so that was not a We're great experience. For that, right? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a great experience. But I learned something because spirit is always teaching me through my work constantly. Uh, mm -hmm. I learned something and that was make sure that when somebody's signing up that they if they're booking for somebody else that that other person is okay with it because if yeah. they're not no yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have to, it has to be right has to be the timing has to be right yeah it, and it then really does. yes it's yeah. not something that you want to blindside somebody with no <laughs> no and it's a personal thing like some people are just never going to be interested in it right like oh I, I'm going to do an episode actually soon uh about um just kind of my life and uh, my relationship with my husband. And somebody was asking me like about how he feels about all this. And so I'm going to talk about it on an upcoming nice. episode, but it reminds me of him because he believes in what I do because he um, has seen me work and he's like, I don't know what you're doing, but I know you're really good at it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but he also is not someone that would ever be interested in having a reading. Huh. Interesting. Cause he's just like, I don't really know if I want to know that. Yeah, I, don't I mean, really know. I know. I was going to say that, you know, you blind some somebody was blindside somebody with that. And they're probably like, I don't want to know any of this stuff. Why are you telling me all this? Like, I, I don't want to know what people are yeah. thinking. <laughs> or, or I don't want to hear from, you know, so and so what they have to say to me now. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I get yes. that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's important. And then the other experience I had what that was not the greatest was somebody it wasn't that it wasn't the greatest it was I'm just using it as an example the person was f extremely fearful mm. so she had booked free willing like she booked the appointment for herself but because she, her like people in her family had had readings with me and they're like you gotta do it oh my god you gotta do it and so she did it and then the whole time I mean I could just when I'm connecting to somebody's energy especially if it's live like this like face to face I can feel their energy yeah. And so I'm like, this woman is terrified. Like, this isn't nerves. This yeah. is, I am scared crapless. Well, you know what, too, Amy, I think, and this just popped in my head, too, was like, I think, and don't, you can laugh if you want to. I think I've equated mediumship with, like, tarot readings and pulling up the card of death. <laughs> you know, and so I think people have that notion in their head that they're going to find out, like, I'm going to find out when I'm going to die, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And it's just totally, totally not like that at all. Not at all. That's like, for me, like I have very set boundaries with the spirit world. And like this, some people ask me this, so this is a good opportunity to answer the question. I, as somebody that works with energy, and even like, if you don't necessarily think you work with energy, but you're energy sensitive, you can set up boundaries with the spirit world. Like you don't have to be constantly inundated with things that you don't want if you don't want it. Right. Like how many people, like I'm sure you've heard of many mediums, including myself, who like this was kind of awakening a little bit in childhood where we we're experiencing things. And then it's like, no, 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 no. And shut it down. And then like the whole life until something else happens, then it reawakens. Like you are in control. Yeah. Um, but for me, I have set boundaries around certain things with the spirit world. So like I say, don't tell me if somebody's dying or if they're extremely ill, I don't want to know about it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not God. Like I don't, don't right. tell me those things. Don't tell me somebody's dying. No, right. don't tell me somebody's going to get in a major accident. I don't, because I don't think we should know these things. I don't either because no. then you're living in fear all the yes. time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I am like, if, if people that are listening to this, if you're ever kind of questioning like, oh, I wonder if I should get a reading and you've been feeling a little bit uh, anxious about it, please know that it's really important to kind of research or look into the reader that you're choosing, right? Mm -hmm. So like Jana, maybe you'll be referred. That's a really good, if somebody's referring, it's probably been a good experience. Um, check out their social media. Is the people Are the people talking? Do you see their face? You know, like this is a good way to not get scammed yeah. as well because there's so many scammers right now uh, oh, in yeah. the psychic medium world. Oh, yeah. It's huge and it's really unfortunate, but you know, it's what it's, it's just a huge red flag, a huge red flag because a, a person like me 
uh, if they're in integrity, will never DM you and say, hey, do you want this? Oh, I know. You know, it, because, and this is why, because when you are working for the spirit world, the spirit world sends people to you. Like, you don't need to cold call. You don't need to go door to door because, yeah. like, just the other day, it had, like, I think the first two weeks of February for me, like, Mar January was my business, busiest month in business. I was extremely busy and I was extremely grateful too. But then the first two weeks of February, it was like crickets and I got, oh my God, right? Like, cause you get in your head, it's natural. But yep. then I told, I said to myself, no, this is purposeful cause something's about to pick up and maybe I'm also tired from last month, right? So let's yep. not worry about it. And so just like last week, I kind of, I set my intention energetically. Okay, spirit, I'm ready for clients again. Bring them to me. And I've had like 10 people book in the last week. So it's, it's just like... You never know, right? Um, but the spirit world knows what's yeah. best for you. Too. I absolutely yeah. believe that. You agree with that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. So I, but even though I was in that space of maybe like slight scarcity mindset, like, oh, no, nobody's booking for two months, two weeks. Does that mean I suck? You know, like that's completely normal. But you, I can recover quickly by going, no, it does not. I just need a break because spirit always provides for me. People will come. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that monkey brain working overtime. But yeah, I mean, all... as far as the DMs too, uh, it's crazy. Some of the DMs I even get are like, you know, oh, you're in, in a bad relationship and I need to talk to you right now. It's like instant. It's predatory. Block. It's it an instant block for me. <laughs> me too. Do you know that I block? I've been doing this since the very beginning. Anytime somebody follows me, let's say on Instagram, I click on their profile. Me okay. Too. I click on it and I look and I, I normally get a, a, a good, like I get a good indication of this, if this mm -hmm. is like a real person or not immediately, but there's some tips that you can do, right? One of them is clicking the little three dots at the top right hand corner and about then click about this account and it will tell you where the account has originated and how many usernames they've had and all that kind of stuff that's a really good indicator yeah um because my there's been one going around of me for a while there that unfortunately a couple of my clients were scammed into unfortunately this was about a year ago yeah uh when when i clicked on that account it was it was from an, another country it was not me obviously it was not me but yeah it's it's just unfortunate but please know listeners that if somebody is working with the spirit world with integrity they will never cold dm you it just it just will not happen yep all my my other medium friends friends that i have same? Are the same thing they're like we will never dm you like that ever it's it's unethical right oh, and when you yeah and and people like the people like your friends you were talking about myself included um like we have a hard job in in the sense that we are going against all these misconceptions yeah. and preconceived notions of like what it is that we do so to have a scammer like taint um no, our reputation adding, is just adding awful fuel to that they're that. adding fuel to it exactly yeah. exactly exactly that's mm -hmm. right so what moving on into another question what did you find um most impactful about the reading um i love this question because to be honest with you i don't think i really understood the impact of my reading until i listened to it again just recently right honestly um you know i went into this whole thing with the idea of being skeptical about mediumship and was this for real and so on and and i think too since last year i've um my mindset has changed a lot about um, energy, the universe, spirit, mm -hmm. all of that. Um, but I, I can say that it was most impactful for me where you were talking about my energetic block. And I think it's really easy to not see that we're going through blocks. Mm -hmm. And very recently... I've been going through my own block around finances, right? You know, kind of freaking out because I am closing in on retirement age. And mm -hmm. what is that going to look like? And <clears throat> what if we don't have enough money? What if we're going to live in a cardboard box? Yeah. You know, after we retire, are we going to have enough? And so um, that was becoming a real fear for me. 
And what it came down to for me was that I was not admitting to myself that I was working my butt off mm-hmm. <laughs> with content and all this stuff. It was all based out of fear. Yeah. And fear of not being able to survive financially in mm-hmm. my retirement years. Um, and I was taking this self-imposed responsibility of being um, solely responsible for all the finances when, you know, I'm, I have a partner and we're in this together. And, mm-hmm. but it was starting to really freak me out. So that was a mm-hmm. huge energetic block for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and without realizing it, my real why behind my business was becoming something completely uh, opposite of what I had been telling myself because I didn't want to face that unrealistic fear and mm-hmm. the limiting belief of um, behind financial responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so this really made me start to dig into why I was feeling this way and really mm-hmm. peeling back those layers. Mm-hmm. So at the time of my reading, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't have an energetic block. I'm doing really well right now. But okay. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because you left me a really glowing review immediately you're like oh my god it's so obviously you I felt did. seen and heard yeah because i was like oh yeah well no i you know but i mean i just think i've changed so much in the past number of months yes. that i get it now so there's and more self-awareness like, yeah there is yeah. way more self-awareness and um and so I mean, since that time too, my focus on my niche, well, we're not, we won't talk about that now, but I mean, has, has changed too. Excuse me. And so, um, you know, my energetic block was really around, you know, my parents grew up in the twenties. They grew up in the depression era. And so right. finances, you know, they were always putting themselves on the back burner. Yes. Um, I was the youngest. Um, so for me to go to college was a big deal and it was Mm -hmm. a lot on them financially. And, you know, so all of this stuff, um, has always weighed on me. And so, um, my limiting belief was that if I don't save enough money, I'm not going to be able to live after retirement. And if I don't build my business up, um, the way that I want to, I'm not going to have enough money to live on after retirement. <laughs> and right. so um, I, yeah, yeah. I would have to say that the energetic block piece of that. So, reading so was- that came up in your reading, the yeah. energetic block. So what I, so let's, let's go back a little. So, cause I forgot to mention, so we talked about what the higher self is, right? Yeah. And a higher self reading is really what I do is I, I don't do it live as we kind of got into, I do it. So I'm just talking to my screen. I'm just recording. Like I'd record the podcast when I'm by myself, just talking by myself. And, um, I, I take a few deep breaths, you know, to connect to the person's energy. We don't need to be in front of us to have, to connect to somebody's energy. We need intention, right? So the mm-hmm. intention is you signed up. This is what you would like. My intention is okay. I this is what I'm. This is what I told her I'm connecting to. This is what I want to connect to, and then I just speak freely. Um, I do ask specific questions in this reading, though, which is different than any of the other readings that I do. So the other ones are more fluid in the sense that we just see what comes through. Uh, you know, you might set your intention. Okay, I want to connect to finances. Say you're doing an intuitive guidance reading. Maybe that's something you want to connect to but you don't tell me. And then it comes through because the intention has been, you know, brought through. But with the higher self reading, I do specifically ask five questions and I don't deviate from them. So they're the same in everybody's higher self reading. Um, So you talked about one of them, which is energetic blocks. I'm just going to briefly talk about the five questions. So it's essentially, this is a um, like your soul's energetic blueprint is what I would call it. So it's What's been with you throughout this whole life, the energy that you're carrying in this lifetime based on previous ones, Um, you know, regardless of what your beliefs on that is or not, it's soul based. Okay, so uh, one of the first questions I ask is what is a person's soul's gifts? 
So when I'm talking about gifts, I, I like to say these are the easy buttons in life. So they're things that come naturally to us. You know, if you like, like this, for instance, this has been showing up in my life, this work, I should say, psychic mediumship, uh, Things about, you know, palms and Reiki and tarot cards. These have always been interesting to me, even though nobody in my life has ever done any of them. To my knowledge, I found out later that my great great grandmother was a medium, but certainly nobody in my lifetime was interested or did any of these things. But I was very drawn to all of those things. Um, and then when I started doing this work, it came quite naturally to me. So I've been really honest. I haven't done a, a mediumship. I don't have a mentor. I never have. Um, I just one day was like, okay, I'm a medium. And then I started doing this work. And so I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily that common. Uh, I think a lot of people will work with a mentor, but part of this realization was, okay, I'm a, and I've just kind of owned this in the last, I want to say 18 months. I'm allowed to be good at this and I'm allowed to own it and I'm allowed to say I haven't had a mentor because I used to kind of go no I haven't as if that made me less than because I didn't do it when in fact other people were like oh my god that's awesome because you didn't need it right but I was viewing it from the the shame part of like oh maybe it means I suck because I haven't but it's essentially like the things that you have been doing previously in other lifetimes potentially so that in this lifetime they are not limitations anymore they're easy so they're like the easy buttons of life the things that you're you're really good at the things that you're really drawn to they probably the things you're really drawn to are probably things you're going to be really good at yeah i will say that and the more that you tap into those things and you allow yourself to do them and to be good at them the more your uh energy like magnifies um it's one of the it, it's it's like it's a gift of life so when i say like what are your gifts i'm not necessarily saying like well you'll be a great pianist maybe you will be like maybe that will come through but it's really more about um like an essence right so some people's might come through communication so there's plenty of avenues you can you can utilize that but the gift of communication is there so you've got the gift of gab and people people understand you and you like to talk and people hear you and you're insightful like maybe that's a gift right Right. Um, yeah. So did you find the gifts part interesting? Did they make sense to you? I know that's not a question I asked you before, but, and I don't even know if you know what came through for yours, but, um, okay. Amazing. Sorry to, to deviate a little from the questions. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I came through as being very grounded, mm -hmm. um, being an anchor, being yes. a creator, yes. um, entrepreneurial energy. And, and for all of you listening out there, this one, um, is not the one that surprised me the most. This one is the one that made me say, oh my God, she knows she's like for real. <laughs> because I had started my coaching business um, and I was like, oh my God. And and you even mentioned coaching and maybe you're a coach. And I thought, oh my God, how did yeah. she know? You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, that came through. And then um, also another gift was being inclusive and advocating for others and making them feel included and like mm -hmm. they belong. Um, so yeah. I love that. Yeah. Those, yeah. those were my gifts. And, and I was like, yeah. That's... They're like innate parts of you. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what the gifts are. They're like just those innate parts of you. And a lot of people will say, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that they came through. I'm surprised that they're actually gifts though, because maybe I just thought like I was a good communicator, but like not thinking of, okay, but like I meant to use that because I've been working at this for lifetimes. Right. So it, it, I think the, the biggest piece of this is like owning the gift. Yeah. Like owning it. Like there's a different energy with going, yeah, I'm, I'm a good communicator versus I'm a good communicator. And like, I know that in my bones and it, it comes out in a confidence you know, and people yeah. can feel that energetically. Yeah. So I think there's a real gift in knowing your gifts. I really do. Um, I think they can be hugely impactful. All of these five questions were very like intentionally chosen um, to kind of build this blueprint of a person's energy. Mm -hmm. So that's the gifts. Then we went into energetic frequency. So energetic frequency is um, 
So an example I use probably in your reading I did too, because it's one of those ones that's easy to understand is like how our energy interacts with each other all the time. Like everybody's energy is interacting with each other all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could be really drawn to a person versus maybe you're repelled by a person. Maybe somebody's been repelled by you in the past. I've had that happen before. Mm -hmm. Like somebody's like, oh, Amy's awesome. Or somebody's like... You know, like maybe just doesn't get me and maybe I don't get them. Yes. And the thing with energy that I've learned that actually has been quite life changes changing for me is that energy is not personal. It just yeah. is. Right. And yeah. We are not for everybody and everybody's not for us. And there's that's the truth energetically, yeah. like literally. Mm -hmm. So your energetic frequency is what is it's the words unspoken about you it's like when you you can feel somebody come into a room right it's their energy speaking to you sometimes oh. that's really positive and sometimes it's not right so mm -hmm. the people that you're drawn to and the people that are drawn to you there's a reason you're helping each other energetically evolve and so the people that don't get you you don't need to sell yourself to them because they're not you're not meant to you're you're not helping each other in this lifetime right. Right. do anything Right? right. So it, it's freeing in the sense that I don't have to sell myself to that person. I don't have to carry around that burden of feeling disliked by right. somebody. Like, because that's was something that I had trouble with is like, if somebody didn't like me, I would mentally obsess about it. Yeah. Um, like, what did I do? Now I'm just like, whatever, it's energy. Uh, but the gift in knowing that is, I don't know. I think that's the gift in knowing that is yeah. just knowing what your energy is doing for other people. Right? Like the yeah. words unspoken about yeah. your energy. Um. And, and, and what you said, I, I'm not, I don't want, I'm, I won't please share what you, said, it, yeah. what you said about mine was that I help people just by my presence. I was like, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, That's I, energy. I help others to uncover their potential. And, and yes. this is actually where you mentioned the coaching piece. Okay. Um, yeah. Which was really, that, that was really cool. Um, Something about slow and steady unfolding of my journey, no shortcuts that I help people with, with this, with not taking shortcuts, I guess. Right. Um, let's see. And that I'm a manifester. And are you a manifester? Yeah. Like a human design, are you a manifester? Do you know um, that? Actually, no. By human design, okay. I am a one three. So I am, I forget what the one is. Yeah. but So no, you're, that's the profile number. I'm a five one, but there's also a, a like there's generators, manifesting generators, manifester, oh, yeah. I projector. Reflect. Yeah. Okay. I'd be curious if you've got yeah. manifesting in you. Um, yeah, that's interesting. The piece with um, the potential, right? So mm -hmm. if you're somebody that can bring out the potential of people, you can see how important it is then to follow that, that nudge towards the people that are you're magnetized towards, mm -hmm. right? The pe if there's people in your life that it, the, it just doesn't flow well, and it's just kind of like that repelling energy, when you're somebody that can bring the potential out in somebody or help them see where they're lacking or where they're taking shortcuts, mm -hmm. that could trigger the hell out of somebody that's not ready to do the work, oh. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that could make them like, oh, I don't like Jenna. I don't want to be around her. Right. Right. So because it's free to know that, that underlying fear of like, I don't want to go there. Right. I, want, I don't want to go there because I'm comfortable where I'm at. Yeah. I don't want her to help me grow out of this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can have the triggering with the people that aren't ready at all. And that's probably the repelling energy. You might also trigger sometimes the others that are meant to do the work, um, but it might just not be as challenging. It might just be like a, a more of a positive triggering. Like, right. I don't want to do the work, but I guess I have to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a beautiful thing just yeah. to be able to help people with their potential and seeing their potential and not taking shortcuts. I think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not taking shortcuts. So yeah. then we we that's the second question. And then I ask about energetic blocks. So. I will state this as my personal opinion based on what I've learned from, you know, the spirit world um, doing this work and in people's higher selves and things is that karma, like for me, spiritual karma is really nothing to do at all with punishment. It is, um, it's, it's cycles and, and patterns that we consistently repeat. So, when I tap into somebody's energetic blocks, I'm very likely tapping into their karma, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what have you been doing 
over and over and over again in other lifetimes and you're still doing it in this one and it's blocking you like you got to think about these blocks are keeping you from evolving in some way yeah. now you all of these questions you know af after you could look at them and if you really wanted to go down the rabbit hole you could see how every single one helps the other one in somehow right so if mm -hmm. the more that you're with those people that are magnetized to you and you're magnetized to them the more that you're tapping into your gifts and owning them and using them the easier it's probably going to be to get pushed through your energetic block yeah yeah they all go in together it's really cool yes very much um one thing that came through with my energetic block besides the whole fear thing was to um like being trusting of my instincts um and would you say that's true like you haven't always trusted them I guess maybe intuition I, might be a better word. You know, I, I don't know. I I think I've always, like, I always feel like when I get this gut feeling about something, I'm usually pretty spot on. You know, when I when I meet somebody for the first time, yeah, I can tell if it's like, mm, mm -hmm. yeah, that's not somebody I want to be around or somebody I really want to be around. Yes. Um, you also mentioned for mine that uh, being a manifester could also be a block. Like I'm waiting for a sign from somewhere that I can go ahead do it. and do it. Yeah. Um, so I do think that's true sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, really um, pushing through all of that, mm -hmm. which um, I didn't ha I don't want to dive into my medium reading with mm -hmm. you, but I think around November I had my mediumship reading with yeah. you. My dad came through as keep going, keep going, keep going. You can't mess this up. Yeah. And so it's interesting to see how all of that just tied connected. In. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you do know what you, you don't have to wait around for a sign. You do know what you're meant to do because manifestors. So if we're talking about like a human design manifester, like what you might, might find out later if you are or aren't, um, manifestors energetically are meant to initiate. So they're meant to start. They don't need permission to start. They just start and they don't always have to finish. So, so if they have the energy of starting mm -hmm. and then they can pass it on to somebody else if they want to. Mm -hmm. So it's good for a manifester to know that too, because you don't like a manifester in human design doesn't necessarily have to finish all of their right. initiation. They don't have to. No, they can pass it on to someone else. Yeah. But they're the, they, they bring it in. They bring it right. into life. Yeah. Yep. Here's yeah. the idea. Here's the shell of it. Now take it and run with it. Yeah. Kind of yeah. 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 So, yeah. So our energetic blocks, like it's interesting that you said like they make sense, but at the same time, it feels like you in this lifetime, at least you've been maybe potentially working on those things unconsciously. Right. So that, that makes sense too. Like you came into this lifetime with those things still kind of like, okay, let's, we still have some work to do here. And then unconsciously knowing to do it right um the the awesome thing about energetic blocks and the next thing that we're about to talk to you with about which is fears limitations and challenges is if we if we intentionally conquer these things then those things become the easy button next time they become the gifts uh, or maybe they become the gifts in this lifetime too like they're added to the list of gifts because we have moved through them um, so let's move on to question four, which is, uh, I ask, what is this person's fears, limitations, and challenges? Now, this is my favorite part of the whole reading. It, it might sound inherently negative, but it's not because what I've learned is anything that we fear, we, we feel limited by, or we feel challenged by in this lifetime is actually a signpost that we're meant to do it. So they are the mountains that we came here to climb. So if we're fearful of public speaking, we're meant to communicate. <laughs> We're meant to we're meant to publicly share our voice in some way. Maybe you don't want to talk in front of a stage, but you can get behind a mic and do it, and that feels more comfortable. It doesn't matter; like you can tweak yeah. your way around it. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah I think Absolutely. it's really interesting. But running towards that, running towards it instead of away from it. That's one of the most mind blowing things that I've learned since working with spirit. Is like I was literally uh, t like told by my guide you guys have fear all wrong you have attached a word to fear with a meaning so fear the word fear is connected to a feeling in your stomach um but you know that feeling in your stomach 
also feels like excitement, doesn't it? And I was like, oh my God, it does. The only difference between the two is maybe when we put it in the excitement pile, it's because maybe there's some anticipation, there's some sort of positive bias or positive something about it, right? Like me, I don't know, it's perceived positively in some way or something. And then if we put it in the fear pile, it's more like maybe you have some sort of um, bias towards it, or you just intuitively feel like it's negative, or maybe it can, you're being conditioned to think it's negative. I don't know. But that is something that I would like us all to ponder at times. Like the next time you get that feeling in your stomach, asking yourself, like checking in with your body, okay, is this fear or is this excitement? And is there a difference? <laughs> is there a difference? Because I, there isn't energetically. Uh, so I think if we start looking, and I don't mean fear like you know, um, the kind of fear, like when you're running for your life, I don't mean that. I mean like that. <laughs> we no, need no, that. I'm not excited by fear of uh, not, not excited about that. No, but... Not excited by heights. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Recording with children. That's what happens once okay. in a while. Um, yeah. So not that kind of fear, but more just like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. I've got to do this thing. I've got to put this presentation on. Oh my God. Uh, I can't do it. Now in the past, I, I have allowed those things to hold me back and to not do them because I thought, Oh, I don't, it doesn't feel good. Like this is a sign that I shouldn't do this. What if all along it was a sign you're about to level up, get ready, buckle up, climb the mountain, and you're then you then you get to bask in the glory of I did the thing. Yeah. 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 So like, that's changed yeah. my yeah the whole perception. thing of like, oh my god, I actually did it. I was able to do it and it and it becomes a really awesome experience, you know. So I think that's one of the hardest things for me is to um, make up my mind that I'm going to run to it and push through it um, and know that, you know, I, I think something to keep in mind too, is that when you're running towards something that really scares you, is it something that is threatening your life? Um, if it is, well, yeah, that makes a big difference, right? But if it's something that you've never tried before, it's an all new experience, it's whatever I mean, is it, is it going to harm you? Probably not. So you're never going to know until you try. Right. So. So I guess we'll just go back um, with question two a little bit. You told us what was most impactful about the reading, but did anything surprise you about the reading? Yeah, I would have to say um, the piece about inclusion and belonging, because I really didn't, um, I didn't really narrow in on my niche until way after that reading. And um, so my niche is about women and about, um, you know, really standing up for themselves in the corporate world and um, taking a stand and leaving and doing something that makes them feel joy. Um, I'll get into more of that later, but I mean, I, I think that, that, I think that has a lot to do with feeling included and feeling like you belong. Um, I just have a very different viewpoint of the corporate world than I think a lot of people do, um, you know, uh, so I don't know, I guess that, that piece was, um, the most surprising to me because it really did fit, um, right everything that I'm doing. Your why. Yeah. And fit your why. Yeah. 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 So. So has there been any changes in your, I guess you kind of, we've kind of answered this, like the question it's, it's great though. Like, cause we've weaved, we've weaved everything in just naturally, but has there been any changes in your life since you've had the reading? Like, I think you kind of talked a little bit about that in, in the beginning, how you were, maybe it did it kind of, give you validation of what you're doing and make you feel a little bit more motivated or like yeah, you were doing the I, right thing? I think so. Um, and I think there in, in some ways I'm running a little bit more towards my fears than away from them. Right. I still find myself kind of backing off from them a little bit, but then I, you know, I tell myself, no, 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 just keep going, keep going. You know, here's my dad. <laughs> keep going. Yes. Keep here's his um, voice. And, and, is this something that's going to like kill me in the end? No, it's not, but I'm not going to know if I don't try. So 
Um, I think the biggest change has been that it became really clear that fear was such a player in me taking steps and developing my business. Yeah. So it's really made me think more about my true why, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And I think that takes a lot of soul searching and it takes a lot of really being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it took a lot for me to be honest with myself about like, you know, my mom, we had a very, you know, this kind of relationship Strange. growing up. Yeah. Um, she, you know, her upbringing was very strict. So my upbringing mm-hmm. was very strict. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of, a lot of my childhood that I was stuffing down, mm-hmm. um, really came to the surface for me just, mm-hmm. just recently, actually. Um, again, thanks to my very, very, very good friend. Um, mm-hmm. but really came to the surface, like, this was not okay. And let's face it now and really Mm -hmm. kind of running towards that and facing it and saying, okay, well this happened, but, um, like she's not around anymore and I don't need to. And it doesn't define you anymore. You know what I mean? It's beautiful that you're bringing that up because that really is like the karma when we're talking about things, right? Like, that very often we're, we're conditioned by, of course we're conditioned by the way people that raise us and the people that raise them, they were conditioned by, and we carry all this. And so sometimes we don't, you know, we don't even realize what we're doing. We just do it. Well, this is the way things are, you know, like this can be in families and societies, you with the corporate world, right? Like all of those things. And so I think there's so much growth in like the difference with this lifetime to some degree is that you are aware, whereas maybe in past ones you weren't, so you just continued, you know, I would say the hamster wheel of life. We're just on the hamster wheel. We don't even know we can get off, so we just keep doing the same thing over. This is the way things are. This is what you're seeing like collectively happen in the world where people are all of a sudden jumping off the hamster wheel and going, I don't have to do this. Why am I doing this, right? You doing that with work. Yeah, I mean, for my parents, it was the hamster wheel all the time. So I grew up thinking, well, that's what I have to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I love that. Cause that's the def- that's what my definition of cycle breaking is. Um, you know, when, when you're like, yeah, this is the way I was raised and this is the way that things were, but it doesn't define me and I don't have to do it the same. Right. I can do it different. Sometimes yeah. cycle breakers are the black sheep in the family, right? I mm-hmm. definitely feel that way. And it's funny cause I once used that term in like a, uh, uh, mastermind uh, thing that I was in and the person goes Amy you're not a black sheep you're a goat and I was like what and she's like the greatest of all time and I'm like yeah that's what I'm using from now on instead of black sheep or goats <laughs> but but that's how you break the cycle is you just the awareness is the first piece of the puzzle I always tell my clients this like don't poo-poo on yourself like that that all of a sudden you have this awareness the awareness is a gift it allows you, yeah, maybe it's uncomfortable, but uncom- that discomfort is the thing that's going to get you to jump off the hamster wheel. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's growth and that's evolution and that's what your higher self wants. Right. Like that's that's how you get to that far off, lofty, evolved place that's actually right. here and now in us. Right. Yeah. Oh, so let's talk a little bit about you and what you're doing in your life. Um. So I am a life coach. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the term life coach. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm trying to find a, a, a another word. Yeah. Because life coach, everybody thinks, oh God, so overused, you know. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you what my focus is. My focus okay. is women who are working in a nine to five. We've been talking about this through our whole yeah. year. Um, but who are in the nine to five who have grown up thinking that this is the way this is no. not the only way it is no. not the only way and um and so breaking that cycle like you mm-hmm. said getting off that hamster wheel um and i don't i think we get so caught up in this is my whole thing i think from the time um we are young girls we are it's, it's all about, you know, get good grades, graduate from high school, 
go to university, get great grades, get a great, you know, job, um, climb that corporate ladder, make great money, and then retire. And, <laughs> you know, I, I look at my, I have two grandkids and I, I look at them and I think, I, I don't want to retire. And then, you know, I, I've had friends who, who have died after retirement. I was just going to say that that happens all the time. They've died after retirement. Yes. Um, yeah. Somebody else I know um, retired and within a couple of years developed dementia. His wife died and now he's in a nursing home. I mean, I'm like, my dear God, I don't want to be that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it's like, you don't think about that because you think that's the way. And that's, yeah. you know, that you're destined to do that because you're living up to these expectations of getting married, having kids, having a great job, and everything's going to be rosy. And it's not, mm -hmm. um, you know, how many jobs I've had that I've come home and I'm miserable, yeah, miserable. And, you know, you don't, you don't realize what an impact that has on everyone yeah. and everything around you. Mm -hmm. And there's that energy again, all that energy that you are like, just, it's coming off of you like, Ugh, you know, um, and I think we get caught up in that and we think, oh, my God, I um, how could I ever possibly think of starting my own business? I was in that space, mm -hmm. you know, and so my whole thing is getting women to realize that this this doesn't have to be your life. I mean, mm -hmm. we're living in a world where women are they're fighting to get up that corporate ladder, mm -hmm. which we talk about that corporate ladder and what is that exactly? <laughs> you know, it's this imaginary thing. Yeah, and when you get to the top, like, what is that getting you? What is that getting you? It's getting you more work, more stress, more overwhelm, more anxiety, yeah. more meetings, more overtime, mm -hmm. and probably less pay than your male counterpart, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, building a business is not easy. And it takes time. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, it's more a, more than just quit your job and start a business. It's let's get you to a point where you can find the courage to admit that you yes, leave your nine to five. Right. Let's get you to the point where you can fully admit that you want to leave your nine to five because that is the very first step. And you were talking about self-awareness earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and Sometimes I think self-awareness is overused too, where people are like, mm -hmm. oh, I hear that term all the time, but it's so true. But it's true. You know, yeah. If you're not in touch with yourself mm -hmm. and if you don't take the time to understand who you are, why you act the way you do, why you mm -hmm. have the thoughts that you do, why you get emotional over the things that you get emotional over. If you don't embody that and have a full understanding of that, you're not going to be able to move on. You're on the hamster wheel of life. You're going to mm -hmm. repeat it all. I always, I always think about that. And I'm like, you know, if I don't do it now, I got to do it later. I got to, I'll have to do it next time. I, I don't want to do it again. Not if I have the awareness that I don't have to do it. Yes. <laughs> so I always just yeah. uh, try I mean, in this one. At, at, at all the research I've been doing, it's like, you know, um, women who, who've come out of college, and they've gone into the corporate world and um, gone up the corporate ladder fairly quickly and said, well, wait a minute, this isn't for me. Like, uh, now what do I do? <laughs> you know, but getting to that point of it, I, I, I forget who I was. Oh, I was reading a book, I'm reading a book right now. And, and they said in this book that before you can have confidence, you need to have courage. Mm-hmm. Courage brings on confidence. That's the and, truth. And, yeah. And so I really think, you know, that is the starting point. And that's where I want to start with women. I'm not, you know, like, oh, you can get to six figures in two months, which is a bunch of crap. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. just getting to them to the point to realize you are worth more than this. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, you might have a really nice apartment in the city and, all of that, but you know, there's a way out. Mm -hmm. There is a way out. You're not stuck here. 
being mm-hmm. stuck, that's, that's in your mind that you're stuck. Yes. You're, you're making yourself stuck. Yes. Um, so how do we get you out of that, out of that mindset? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Well, I love that. And it reminds me of um, my kind of tagline that I always say that I get from my spirit guide because my spirit guide is very like tough love. So it like gives it to me straight. It's always like, do it scared. That's exactly what you just said. You just do it scared. Like confidence that nobody is going, I just did a podcast about this. So you'll have to, a couple episodes before this one comes out. Like I talk about, I use this uh, metaphor of a diving board because that's what came through from spirit for me, right? This diving board of life. And we either, we're brave enough to climb up on it, but then we're in limbo when we're on it and we just don't, we don't want to jump off. But staying on the diving board is the equivalent of hell, right? Like it's energetic hell because you just yeah. make a decision. Are you getting off or are you, are you jumping off? But, you know, like I think about myself because when I was a little kid, I had a fear of water and I didn't actually learn to swim until I was 12 years old because I was afraid of water. And I remember the first time I jumped off that damn diving board, it was like, it, it was so, I was so scared, but then I did it. I was so, exa- I was so proud of myself and I just yeah. kept doing it over and over and over again. But that's what I've learned, um, trial by error in yeah. my own life, my own business. I always, I always tell that myself, tell that to myself. I'm on the diving board right now. I just have to jump off and that exhilaration is going to come through that like personal fulfillment. And the beautiful thing is that feeling is not, um, dependent on anything external to you. Like right. you can get that yourself for yourself just right. by moving and, through your and- fear. It's not even about, I mean, I ha- I'll be honest. I mean, the first, when I first started out coaching, it was like, I want to get women out of their nine to five. But then my very dear friend, again, she knows who she is, said, mm-hmm. and then what? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? And then what? And then it was like, oh, God, now I have to think about this all over again. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's not me saying to somebody, quit your job tomorrow that's dumb. Why would you do that? Um, it's about me saying, you know, this is a bunch of BS. So when are you going to take the steps to admit that you don't want to be there? And when are you going to understand that it's not for you to try to please your parents, your grandparents, your friends, who are you trying to impress by having this job? Because you're certainly not impressed by it. So why are you doing something that's not serving you? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I, I've had this conversation with my friend before too. Like when has anybody, she said, you know, like when you were, when you were in, in college and when you went off and got your first job and what, when did anybody ever ask you if you were happy? Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you went to college, graduate, now you better get a job. Well, I'll take anything I can and just dive in and, mm-hmm. and this is the way it's going to be. And you know, nobody so this ever asked is, me if I was truly happy. What you're doing and this higher self reading, it's like the perfect, it's perfect that um, I asked you to come on and talk about this one because what you're doing is so aligned with the higher self reading in, in essence, right? And and just kind of what I stand for too, like, well, I'll, I'll often be asked, like, what's my purpose? Your purpose is you. Like, you yeah. are your purpose. What what do you really enjoy? Like, what? And I bring up that example, too. Like, how many people do we know that went to university and they did this? They went and they became a doctor or a banker or whatever it is mm-hmm. because that's what they – maybe their parents did it. They thought they should carry it on. Yeah. Uh, maybe they were like, like, I'm trying to work with my daughter with this mindset right now. She's 17 today. Shout out to her. Uh, she's starting to, yeah, thank you. She's starting to think about next steps and university and stuff. And and whenever I ask her, like, well, what is it that you want to do with your life? And she's like, well, I just need to make a lot of money. And I'm like, but why do you need to lot of me? Well, because of the economy and everything's so expensive. And if I want to have a house, then I'm going to have to go to medical school. And I'm like, but will that be fulfilling for you? Like, is that actually what you want to do? So I'm trying to like really work with her and yeah. get to her why. Um, yeah. And I understand, certainly I'm not like discounting those fears because they're very re- real fears. Oh, and yeah. they, they, they're they realistic kind of in a sense. But I do also have to tell you that I feel like society in general is starting to shift um we're we're seeing things fall apart um 
we like are. in real time in real time yeah. we're seeing it and yeah. um it's it's like we're i feel and i said this at the beginning like when i did a 2020 forecast the whole decade kind of came in for me i was channeling uh and I sh i've shared this a few times but like it was coming in about the 20s being uh like a massive collective crumbling right everything like, shit is hitting the fan quite literally yeah. uh, and it's like okay are you going to help rebuild brick by brick the foundation that you actually want to stand on or are you going to haphazardly hold on cling like hell and like p try to repair what wasn't working in the first place like yeah. it, it's your choice and it, that's what it comes down to like it's our choice to create what we right. want to create like that when i when i think about that stuff it kind of blows my mind when you really think about it like everything that ever was is and ever will be is because somebody thought of it and did it Right. Like, does that not blow your mind when you think about it? <laughs> it does. It does. I mean, like, there's no rules. Um, even when I first very even thought about, you know, coaching, and uh, this was back in 2019, um, I didn't even know what coaching was all about. I, did, I didn't. And um, I'm a software trainer by career for, the most, okay. for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, what can I really do with that? Mm -hmm. But, um, and then I learned about Ikigai. What is Ikigai. it? Ikigai. Have you ever heard of it? No. Oh, you have to look it up. Um, I will send you a, a link. To okay. It. Well, maybe we can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, okay. I will, I'll send you a, a link to that book, but Ikigai is really taking a look at, it's a Japanese word, but okay. it's all about purpose. And it's okay. looking at your skills, like what you're good at. What can you give to the world? What can you make? Can you make money doing it? Um, what is your passion? All of those things create your purpose. That's right. That's that's the long and short of what I was trying to say. Like when I started yeah. the example of like somebody going to medical school because school they thought that's what they should do, and then they graduate and they're like, "Yeah, I don't want to do this," right? And then they 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 are creating art and they're YouTubing or like whatever they're doing, and that's what's mm -hmm. causing them. That's what's making them feel good. So your purpose is not a job. Like that is we put ourselves in boxes as humans. That's yes. that's what we that's what we do, right? Your but that's not not your job. I think I even not that one time like your your purpose is not your career it's not your job it's certainly no. not you're not five no i mean eesh. and it's no. not with your responsibility it's not anything about your responsibilities no. or anything it's about what you uniquely can bring like it's ener it's energy it's like what feels good to you there's a reason that feels good to you mm -hmm. there's a reason that you love that right energetically I mean, you know I mean, if you are a corporate, if you're working in corporate and you're like an EVP somewhere, CEO, whatever, but you love house and dog sitting for your friends and that's what you really want to do, then why not do it? Why not do it? Why do you think you have to have this big title and this big job? Um, because that's not what it's never going to be fulfilling either it's always no, going to be like not. it's like I, th this must be something else there must be something like, else you know like that's really the whole meaningful does it have meaning to you i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and say no probably doesn't i think that's know? what the midlife crisis is all about right oh, it's yeah. like i have been living for everybody else my whole life and all of a sudden i have a, a keen awareness that i'm getting to the the, the point in the road where i've got maybe less time left than I, than I, than I have yeah. already lived and it's time to start doing something for me. Right. So when you were talking about, um, you know, it's not about quitting your job. It's more about incorporating, like, why yeah. do you feel like you need to do this? That's so important. Cause I had somebody say to me once, you don't need to flip the table on your life, right? right? It's just about getting clear on why are we doing this? What would I rather do? And maybe just like trying to incorporate a little bit more of that into your life, even if it's just a side hustle, a hobby, yes, anything, yeah. anything, and just you know, see what I, happens. Yeah, if you love crafting, um, okay, maybe you want to do that on the side. Yeah, um, giving you know, yourself I, permission. I, yeah, I have a friend who um, started out in occupational therapy because um, mom did that. She went to school yes. for that, and so did the daughter. And the daughter's now a, a phenomenal photographer because why? Because she loves photography. 
-hmm. She's loved it from the time she was a kid and she has slayed. So <laughs> she's living her purpose. World, yeah. You know? So, I mean, it, it, this isn't even about like, oh, go start your own business. This is about, you know, is this what you really want? And um, mm -hmm. is the nine to five really, really where you want to be and where you're really meant to be? Mm -hmm. Let's dive into that and let's dive into the whole peeling, as they say, peeling back those onion layers. It's so true. And getting to the core, your core values and living your life according to those. I love that mm -hmm. you even use that term because I, I always say like your purpose is not your job. It's a core essence or your core values. Yeah. Um, and then it's about, so rather than putting yourself in a box and being like, well, I'm going to be a doctor. Like somebody might thrive being a doctor, right? But it's because their core values or their essence is is able to be embodied in that job, right? So mm -hmm. it's like maybe your core essence is like for me, for instance, like when I've tapped into like what is really like my ripple effect here, what is my purpose, right? When I've tapped into that for myself, it's come in that it is connection, so I just have to think about that. And I'm like, can I embody connection as a stay-at-home mom? Yes. Can I embody connection as a podcaster? Yes. Can I embody it as a nurse? Yes. I can choose what I want to do with that. Yeah. And I think that that brings the fulfillment. It's the feeling. It's not the job. Yeah. That's the Absolutely. purpose. So I love that you said core values. Cause I'm like, that's, that's the purpose. So if we all just spent maybe listeners tap in and just like, what is, what is, that thing for you what is that core value that that why what is it yes yeah. that's the thing that's the purpose yeah yeah absolutely. i love talking to you today thank you for joining me so much sure. thank you so much for having me this is of great. course if anybody would like to get in touch with jana i will link all of her information in the show notes um so we can you can you can follow her on in, in instagram social media or you know check check her out Absolutely. Um, yes yeah so thank you so much i'm um, just looking down it's it's we've been recording for one hour and 11 minutes so there's a nice little angel number to end the day off um Yay. thank you so much jana and i will talk to you soon thanks everybody keep rising bye bye, bye. Thank you for joining me for another episode here of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join the community, please join us over on Facebook and search for the Intuitive Rising community. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.